Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Monday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is April 4th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm doing uh, great. We're here together in person. We're in person coming to you live. Well, we're recording live from the Dratty Cabin where we will be set up for the next, I don't know, seven nights, eight days uh, for the Masters Tournament, the 2022 Masters Tournament, thanks to... uh, our friends at B Dratty kind of coming in, sponsoring the uh, house. We're going to be down here hanging out with them through the week. So uh, really looking forward to it. This is, you know, this was our first really in-person recording week, right? Wasn't it 2019 Masters was really like yeah. when we first jumped in the deep end doing this we whole on-site deal? We did in-person recordings uh, years ago at the Masters That's with true. Martin. At the B Dratty House. The old B Dratty House in Augusta. But now yeah. they got the B Dratty Cabin. Now we got the Dratty Cabin. We got you you've stocked up. I just flew in. There's sumo citruses. I was greeted by when I walked in the door. So you you've been, you know, procuring provisions throughout the day. So we're yeah, pumped. It's I've gonna be a great around. week. Yeah. Been running around. Week. I I you know, I have to say one of the most amusing things of the day. There's been a lot of music. It's been a busy. I've only been here busy an hour. Weekend of golf. Lots of lots of stuff to talk about. Tigers on the grounds. You know, roaming Did around, you see him? prowling around. Well, you know, we were wearing the same color shirt peach? out there. I was wearing a a nice peach bedratty. Dratty peach season. That's he was true. he was wearing non Nike gear. The shoes. You, know, you, you hear about that. The shoes. There's a lot of tweets about, about the shoes. Those eagle-eyed equipment, you know, folks and, and apparel folks were into that. People were asking if I coordinated with him. <clears throat> People were saying, did Tiger let you know what he was wearing? Is that why you're wearing the Were you really color? wearing a peach shirt? Yeah. Oh, I missed it. I <laughs> get, got in too late to see that. Good. But uh, is, It is peach season. Be dry. One of the most amusing things to me is, the, is your rental car experience. <laughs> we want to talk about this? I mean, I got... <laughs> We talked, I got a Mustang convertible and I went out Trying there. Trying to show off, huh? No, it was the cheapest one. This isn't some like play to be, oh, I could left the kids and wife at home. I'm going to be a badass on the road. It's literally the cheapest option I found when I was booking it. Why it was, it was a Mustang convertible, I don't know. Uh, but I went there, I got in it. And the top was down. They have them all set up with the top down that you want red, white, whatever. I can't figure out how to put the top down. I drove from Columbia to Columbia to Augusta. I'm sorry, the top up. The top was down. I drove from Columbia to Augusta. Why didn't you ask somebody? People trying to call me. It's like, I can't take a call right now. I'm going 80 miles an hour on the highway. I'm freezing my ass off. It was so cold. It was not warm enough. I sat there in the rental car lot for 10 minutes trying to, I was like, I got to get going. I couldn't figure out where, how you get the top back up. So I just left and I, I mean, it's like an hour ride and I'm going like 80 and it's not warm. And I got here, and you had trouble figuring it out yourself. Let's not like it was it took what, two guys my, about fifteen minutes to get. My this. favorite part is that when you open the door, the they've got the Mustang projects <laughs> projection onto the curb. There's a big horse on the ground below your feet. Where you have get I out. ever told you the smart car story? No. What's the smart car story? So when Kaylee and I first started dating, she drove a smart car convertible. No. Like yeah. the little things, the, the go-karts car. or whatever? Yeah. Okay. So she went to uh, New York City okay. for a weekend. She left the car at my apartment. Yep. And I thought, me and my buddies thought it'd be funny, cram in the smart car, <laughs> yeah. go, go to breakfast. <laughs> so we all get in the smart car. How many to, people? It was three of us. Okay. To, crammed in there. Okay. Go to, go to breakfast. They wanted to see what the smart car was all about. Yeah, I would like to. I would be curious myself. And uh, I put the top down on the way back. It is the middle of winter. Oh, middle of winter. And I, you know, like we'd been dating for maybe a month. Oh, no. Top won't go back up. <laughs> will not go back up <laughs> like, in it's broken yeah no it was like oh, january oh, it was dead of winter oh, God. 
And so then I had to end up ha- brought into the garage at the place I stayed, left it there for a while, but I had to get it fixed. It, it was not a, a yeah. relationship was not at the point where, you where could. I could be like, it's your car. It's yeah, broken. Figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll figure it out. The only smart car dealer was like a 35 minute drive away down the expressway. And in the middle of winter with the top down. So I got like all my ski gear on. Just <laughs> humming this, down humming down Edens. Going north. Uh, going like 70 do those miles. Go, do those things go on the highway? Like are they supposed <laughs> yeah, to? They're terrifying. Yeah. She drove that all the way back from California oh to Chicago. God. Like through the mountains oh in a smart God. car. My wife has wanted one of those because she hates driving big cars, like doesn't want to hit things. And I was like, you can't take that on the highway, but apparently you can't. I didn't even know you could. Sometimes I miss a smart car. Yeah. Other times I see it and yeah. I'm like, God, that was the worst car ever. But it, I had to drive it in the middle of the winter with top down hey, to get it fixed. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm going to do one more little tease. Car talk here. Car talk. My favorite thing I heard, and this is not an original deal, but this is my kind of humor. Somewhere on Instagram, my wife was telling me, people who have Teslas, right? You're like walking out of like Costco, somebody's getting all their Teslas. Like, oh, and you don't know, you play dumb, you're like, oh, is that a new Toyota? Is that the new Toyota model? Because these people who own Teslas are very, very, you know, probably a part of their identity. That's my new thing. I'm going to have to start trying that out. I don't know if that's like a late night bit, but this is car talk segment. Oh, car is that talk. the new Toyota? That that Tesla? Uh, new Toyota you got there? I love that. Confusing. We can have car talk until we have a car sponsor. We could. That's true. That's true. We get smart car in here. All right, let's get to the uh, golf as I warm up here after my ride down the interstate with the top down. Uh, let's notably, cup, Jennifer Cupcho. Let's start there. She just put it out. She won the... Uh, Dinosaur and a A inspiration. Now the uh, first win Chevron championship. It's her first professional LPGA victory. It's a major championship. Was that two years in a row? Patty Tavitanikit. That was probably her first win. Yeah, I think right. Mm-hmm. Um, and she started the day up six shots. She had a seven bogey. I think I heard seven bogey final round. Uh, but she had the cushion to kind of. Steer at home and gets her first major major championship. Uh, she was there with her fiance, Jay Monahan, not the other one. The, the, it's unbelievable. The real Jay Monahan uh, jumped in the poppy's pond. Wonder if anybody, if he's been on CNBC. <laughs> I hope not. When, when, I mean, anybody named Jay Monahan goes on CNBC, there's just a lot of red in the background. So things start going bad. Uh, this this so, was a cool win to have it happen. Uh, this obviously here. Same weekend as the Anwa. Obviously, she was the inaugural winner of that. And to have this happen a couple years later, three years later, Mm -hmm. uh, or four, technically, Mm -hmm. right? Four? Would be four? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, we missed one. Was that three or four years? Three. 2019, 2020. 2020. No, that's four years. It's four years. Okay. All right. 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022. Four years. Okay. Four years later. Okay. I mean, it's it's just, it, I think that's like a dream scenario for the Anwa. Now, the question is, like, did the Anwa kill Poppy's Pond and, and the well, dinosaur? Yeah, Christina Kim was hollering about that. It came right out and said it was in the local, um, whatever the local paper is. The Des- deserter? Des- <laughs> yeah, Desiree Sun or Desert Sun, something like that. Um she she's used the term bull hockey and like you can quote me on that because i think she wanted to say bullshit but you know it, it, just that she I've thinks never heard that bull hockey. anwa more or less sort of forced their hand and i think that's probably true i think that's true to move the first major from this she, i think her devotion was more to the palm springs area she's like there should be an event here we should be playing a, an event here it should be a major that we're moving away. Like, of course, it's great that a new sponsor came in and like, we're very grateful for their support. And she like went right at Augusta National pretty hard. And she was very clear, like you can print that, put it on the record. Uh, I don't know. I, I think we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. I did that Instagram live with Kate Smith on the Friday on Friday. And one thing that really like stuck out to me was she talked about how Anwa changed her life and her career. Uh, she led after the first, first round. round 
and like people discovered <clears throat> who she was more who, that she had this logo this graphic design that this was a passion of hers in college she now has a graphic design business and i i think that really stuck with me is like it, it look it changed like i didn't win it i led for a minute people fought or for a round and people found my name my work it, it, it was it changed my career and my life for for you know a life that's just still only a couple decades old so it, you know, she'll have many other career changing moments, but that was one. And certainly for Cup Show, like it changed her career without a without a doubt. She's like a name. She's got to be one of the most. I don't know, twenty top twenty recognizable player. Yeah, because and, of that. Coming into this week, she was the fifty third ranked player in the world, who'd only been on the LPGA tour for a few years. Never won. That is and never one. That does not usually make you recognizable. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that's the value of the Anwa, and that's what makes her winning so cool about it. Is it's somebody that golf fans know. It it introduces. It almost acts like the NCAA tournament does for the NBA in a that's way, a where you have these stars that are born. Steph Curry is a perfect example of uh, NCAA tournament mm-hmm. star. Like he, and this is you obviously it doesn't count. It, I this is not like a Zion. Zion was going to be found no yeah. matter what. But there are guys like Steph Curry who like blow up in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, Fred Van Become, Vliet. Yeah, Fred Van Vliet. Now an all star, NBA all star. Yeah, uh, I mean John Morant. Yeah. would be a good example. Uh, you know, it, you gotta be talented to start with, but it's certainly a, it's a platform and a, a stage. This huge platform where you become discovered by the mainstream public. <clears throat> you know, golf. You know, am, women amateur golf buffs are gonna know who these people are, but the mainstream isn't. And yeah. and Anwa is something that people tune into. Like we had an event on Saturday. And it was on the TV, and you could see, you know, I think, like, obviously our events have diehard golf fans yeah. at them. But people came, everybody that came in was Charleston like... Charleston Muni, Friday. Every, yeah, yeah, everybody that came in was like, oh, who's what's, what's going on? Yeah. Like, And you don't see that for a college, a women's college event. Yeah. You don't see that, but because they're playing at Augusta National, because Augusta National can also put their thumb on the scale with in terms of coverage and... You know, this this event entered a stratosphere that no other women's amateur event is really in. And I I would venture to say, and this is, you know, the tough thing for the Dinosaur, an iconic LPGA event, that the ANWA might be in a different stratosphere than any other women's golf event. Yeah. Because of Augusta National. I think, who was it? A competitor said it's, yeah, it's like the most prestigious amateur event for women and the one we want to win the most i was like i forget one of the women who was up near the top of the leaderboard said that on saturday or friday night and they I did know, it like, without history US without their Open own history has like a hundred years and all these champions that they can lean on and they've done it now in like two three two editions that you have the competitor saying that now it might be recency you're in the moment that you're at the place where you know you say that because maybe down the line when they're playing the U.S. Women's AM, they'll say that about the U.S. Women's AM. It was just, it was, uh, it's very quickly become, and that's the power of Augusta National. Um, one quick thing before I forget, with uh, you mentioned coverage, like they did put their thumb on the scale. It was amazing to see the change from that was on from 12 to 3.30 Eastern, and then they went to the Texas Open at like 3.30 on NBC. I like just had the channel on. Oh, just like, all of a sudden, Commercial Central just larded. It was just like a totally different thing. I, I, I don't want to go crazy on coverage, you wanna, but you, you mentioned it. You want to talk about nuts it? Nuts. Well, it's an ideological shift. You, it just is a juxtaposition of what the two, two organizations value. Yeah. One is yeah. maniacally focused on yeah. their product. Yeah. Maniacally. like They control every single thing down to a T. Yeah. And the other one couldn't give two shits about its product. Right. And what I'm saying here is like, I wasn't even trying to pay attention, like closely critique and analyze it. It was just like the TV was on and all of a sudden it was like, why does it feel like I've just been exposed to something totally different, totally different product without like kind of being half in and out. And I was like, oh yeah, it's like now PGA tour time and it's, 
it was just fascinating after a few hours of, of that kind of Augusta National Women's Amateur. <laughs> well, we've jumped over here. I was texted independently. <clears throat> one golf nut, yeah. one, one of my friends who's a very casual golf fan. Yeah. Two people asked me if the Valero Texas Open is the worst event on the PGA Tour. I mean... Uh, it can't be because it was, it's the week before the Masters and there's a no. The last it was ma- bad. Yeah, when it but was it's between still bad. The Master. It was bad like three years ago when it wasn't the week before the Masters. It was. Oh, it was it, always. Uh, that, it it, it undoubtedly trying. might have been the worst event then. Yes. Now, now it it. And the leaderboard sort of brought that out. I, I, What's sad though is it like just shouldn't be the with, Texas Open has a history. We talked about this with the Crenshaw spotlight, yeah. right? I mean, it should be the thing. It's the Texas freaking open. It's an old historic event, but it's it's, it's a Valero. Now Texas it's Texas Valero. Yeah, but well, it it should it just should have a different date. There shouldn't be a, well, a PGA the, Tour event this week. That's I think that's a real take. I mean, I, it seems like Chevron's moving, and we can get back to that. But yeah, I think that's that's not the craziest thing, but craziest take, but all of a sudden you're going to get guys who aren't playing the masters. Like where are my FedEx cup points opportunities this week? I'm not Too playing bad. next week. And you've that's got why everybody. They go, that's why they got to go down to 60 exempt, 60 person exempt tour. Then you don't have anybody that can complain about anything. Everybody on this leaderboard that I can't get to load on my, on my computer because the I, website does not work. It. All I know is, but like the entire leaderboard uh, should we was keep, more or less not exempt. Let's, do you want to tie up cup show here? Yes, yeah. I do. What? I mean, just, let's talk about Christina Kim's comments in Cup Show. Because Cup Show is like the perfect opportunity because she has now done both of these. It's, it's kind of an amazing thing as this becomes a sort of drama that you have a, a winner of both events. The inaugural one and now the last Chevron. Uh, it, it sort of pushes this, this sub-story of the schedule conflict even more to the front because Cup Show is, ties them both together. Um, I think like uh, Augusta National had to know the critiques are coming. Like when you when you put a product out, you go to the arena, you're going to take your shots. We find f- not we. I'm talking about the greater we. You're going to get critics. You're going to get. I mean, people figure out. People have hacks for the Ryder Cup. They think the Ryder Cup should be could be better this way, or it's wrong that they do this. I mean, every event, every event is going to be not without its critics and Augusta national created something and there are, there are critics of it. And I think like, as you know, as we have it more, right. We're on year three or whatever year four, edition three. I think those criticisms are become more and more vocal. Like, Hey, what's the, why are you, you're kind of killing a, an LPGA major, at least where it is and where it's been on the schedule and like the format, there's just further outcry about the champions retreat element the day off like there i think that's only gonna i think that's only gonna get louder probably is this like there was the sticker shock at the first year like oh my god this is an amazing thing we have let's consume it then you have another year and then you have the third year and people start drilling down and, and this is yeah you open yourself up for a critique anytime you well put something, it's something i was thinking about too this kind of an interesting and it could be an identity it could be you could say this it's a unique identity of the anwa you could say that it's also you know not a good thing but champions retreats like a completely different golf course than augusta national and a player that might uh, a a women's player that might thrive at augusta national Mm -hmm. might struggle at champions retreat who knows? Yeah, that's a good if point. If you played three rounds that's at Augusta National, who comes out as the champion might yeah. be different. And <clears throat> you might have even somebody who makes the cut at Champions Retreat who wouldn't make the cut at Augusta National if it's contested there right. for the first two rounds. Right. So that part of it, and listen, there are other tournaments. There's a lot of tournaments. The USAM has hosted it to US Women's yeah. AMs hosted it two courses Stroke and, they, play. and they go yeah. down to one. So this is not a uncommon thing, but for it to become like we're, we just said the most important, most prestigious, most watched, most popular women's golf event 
is where it's trending to be. With pro and amateur, I say? think so. Okay. With like with like general golf fans because yeah. of the power of Augusta National. Yeah. Maybe, it, and I think this is something they can adjust and and evolve into. But if it becomes that, it should be at Augusta National for three rounds. And if you can't host it now, you should. Ho- if this week doesn't work for that, maybe you look at another week because maybe that works just better. But who knows? This is, it's cool having it right before. It's they really have neat. all the like. I mean, I guess the yeah, yeah. And I'm not telling them how to run, but like, it seems like with the direction is heading. And I, I would say this: I am a huge fan of history. Anybody that listens to this podcast knows how I lament the Western Open, yeah, dying. I lament the Canadian Open dying. I lament the Dinosaur dying. It's not. A, I don't think that's necessarily a great thing for women's golf, but I will say that I think the mainstream opportunity with this tournament, the spotlight that it puts on women's golf, and most importantly, puts on women that like Jennifer Cupcho is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. Got on tour and was a household name. Yeah, and that only happens because of the Anwa and I the that ability to put these you know to make stars of 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 players is what like that has could have a bigger and more transcendent impact for the women's sport mm-hmm. than the dinosaur is going to have period i don't yeah i don't i, I don't maybe not long term but, but the I think- next 20 years i think the anwa has more impact on the women's pro game than the dinosaur has there's a couple, uh, yeah. So there's a couple like kind of concurrent thoughts going on here. Like the format needs to be changed. You're saying, but, but like we're praising the whole deal, like well, how the way it's elevating women's golf, women's game, but like the format, we think probably well, should be three rounds consecutively. Think, think about how, how great it is right now. Yeah. We get one televised round at Augusta National. Yeah. But this is the thing. The Masters. Think about. 20 years ago, we didn't get, or 30 years ago, we didn't get the front, the front nine, nine on Sunday at the Masters. <clears throat> right. Think about how crazy, this is, this is how the organization works, yeah. right? It, it's just. Crawl, walk. Yeah. Maybe. So yeah. I think it's something that Dude, might perfect. evolve, yeah. but right, right now, I think the proof's in the pudding for what it can do. And I think, like you said, Jennifer Cupcho winning this week is it's kind of like it puts the cherry on the top of, of conveying the importance of this event. All right. We'll talk specifically about the 2022 annual. I think on cup show, it's just good to have another American winner. I mean, I'm not trying to be jingoistic in that way, but like it's, you know, American women did not do a lot at the majors for a long stretch there. And at the top of the world rankings, um, is cup show going to be, a I don't think she's a superstar. Yeah, I don't know that that's the case. She was dominant this week. She had a six-shot lead with 54-home mark. Um, But it's another American woman. She's got that background at Augusta National uh, that kind of has already elevated her. And so, I mean, that's good for the LPGA, I think, right? To to have more American players at least be out there and competitive, certainly on the the biggest stages of the tour. So congrats to her. Should we do... uh, do an ad rate, and then we'll talk. Yeah. Well, let's do the Masters Fact of the Day. It is brought to you by Elijah Craig. Uh, I see. Yeah. The, Chuck, I'm standing up. Chuck, my dad didn't get all There's the a way little done. less in there than I expected. You guys took took a couple bites out of that thing. It, it's not. It's, it's, didn't get all the way through it, but he, you know. That's, a, that's, that's not the big boy bottle, but it's a, it's, you guys put a dent in that thing. Yeah. Was that from last week, family vacation? Family vacation. <laughs> yeah, that, that's come from Chicago. To South Carolina, and now it's in Georgia. This little, this little bottle of Elijah Craig is. I mean, I think I was the breaking country. the law by driving with. Oh it. yeah, we just confessed to a yeah. crime. All right, oh, that's, that's that a, might be a bad. Let's let's do that right into the alley. I wasn't I wasn't, wasn't uh, thinking wisely. <laughs> Drink wisely, think wisely. Uh, so every golfer has their own unique style of play. That's part of what we love about watching the pros at the Masters. It also happens to be what we love about bourbon. Take Elijah Craig, for example. Every bottle of their award-winning small batch carries a signature warm spice and subtle smoke flavor. I like to drink it on the rocks. I will momentarily when we're done recording. 
Uh, they won the double gold, as we've talked about it, the San Francisco World Spirits competition. It's better than the single gold. Is that true? You, do you know the whole system there? There's no way you know that. Uh, it's so, got to be. So whether you're hosting a watch party for the Masters this weekend or this week, I mean, go, you know, do the part three. Get, get Elijah Craig going for the part three, too. You don't have to wait for the weekend. Uh, or playing a few, a few holes with friends. You could crack it open while you listen to the shotgun start in the morning, you know? <laughs> no, I, yeah, sure. <laughs> Enjoy every moment with golf signature sip, Elijah Craig bourbon. Uh, and they got this new promo going. You go to drizzly.com, D-R-I-Z-L-Y, was a critical part of the early pandemic, the alcohol delivery, drizzly.com, and you can save $5. That's not an insignificant amount. Delivered of- right to your door. That's a good amount of money for this hard liquor, right? That You don't get that discounted like that a lot. Uh, $5 on a bottle of Elijah Craig delivered to your door with the code FRIEDEGG5. It is fried egg five. I think that's all caps, no spaces. Fried egg five at drizzly.com. Five bucks off. Elijah Craig. The shotgun start is brought to you by Elijah Craig, Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey, Bardstown, Kentucky, 47% alcohol, alcohol by volume. Elijah Craig reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. And our master's fact of the day brought to you by Elijah Craig and uh, Bama Bearcat. What do we have here? Oh, this is a good one. Good one. The schedule. This is Bama Bearcat. We're gonna meet. We're gonna see Bama Bearcat out there at Augusta this this week. So follow Sounds him like on Twitter. Sounds like he's gonna try and shake us down at Bama Bearcat. We gotta get him a bottle. He deserves it. Uh, the first playing of the Masters, then known as the annual Invitation Tournament, featured practice rounds on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, and a one-day foursomes tourney, two ball, on Wednesday. Thursday was an approach shot contest in the morning. And first round of stroke play in the afternoon. Or I'm sorry. Thursday AM was a putting contest. Putting contest in the morning. It's a skills competition. And stroke play in the afternoon. Friday was an iron hitting contest. And the second round of stroke play in the afternoon. Saturday was a long drive contest. And the third round of stroke play in the afternoon. Sunday was the final round after church services. Sunday was a big deal. They said a U.S. Open and British Open style <clears throat> finished with 36 holes on Saturday. When was this? This was the first edition, it says. So I do, I do remember this. I think it was in David Owen's book. They had a bunch of like skills competitions in the morning and then would play around in the afternoons. Because, I mean, you know, you talk about history and Augustus kind of always been in, innovating in a way that like we want to get fans in. We want to make like they had to make this a big deal out of nowhere and they like you know, they got creative there at the start. Like, we're going to do an iron contest. We're going to do putting contests. Who wants to come see Bobby Jones play? And, and that's how they got off the ground. So I'll tell you what, you know, and maybe it didn't work. What? Because one of the beauties of being small is that nobody knows when you screw up. Nobody knows yeah. when something doesn't sure. work. Sure. Maybe they didn't work. Yeah. You know, I got distracted. My wife's texting me about, we have a Roomba. Yeah. About running the Roomba. Because I, I can work. I control right. the control. Yeah, it's really good. They Lo- really actually work. Oh, okay. it's amazing. I, it's not like the best for like heavy duty. Roomba, not a sponsor. Well, yeah, yeah. But sure. but it, you know, if you run it like consistently, yeah. it's delightful. Yeah, you know, you just make uh, it part of your routine. Uh, you get the stuff so up, and you, she can't get it started. She doesn't have the controls. I'm the only one that has you control, control from your phone or something. Yeah, so oh I got to get the Roomba gone. She just asked me to get the Roomba well, gone. My wife called me and said the storm door. She locked the storm door and can't get it unlocked on the side. So I said, no, nah, you just got to be going out the one way for the rest of the week. <laughs> um, the front. Anyways, all right. So that that's your Elijah Craig Masters fact of the day about some of the early schedule. Let's do Anwa real quick. Another recent innovation of Augusta National. Our winner is Anna Davis, 16-year-old sophomore, I think, in high school, Southern California, San Diego area. People liked her look. Bo- yeah, popped off the screen with her look. She had this sort of chill stoner. Uh, uh, stoner? I'm not saying you're she's just, a stoner. but that's what, you know, calling her, calling her. <laughs> I'm saying that's what people were like, you know, I love the windbreaker. I love the unzipped windbreaker. I down to the but zipped, zipped at like sometimes. Unz- I think it was unzipped sometimes. It was three quarters. On, yeah, that's true. And then the 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 <laughs> the bucket hat. Yeah, the bucket hat, the ponytail, or the pigtails. Down, it was a, just a great look. I'm saying, I'm sorry, people were like branding it and sort of doing the cliche. She looked like kind of stoner vibe because she was. She did seem sort of 
chill. She was chilling out and not too, certainly not overcome by the moment, overwhelmed by the moment. But uh, that was a cool. California cool, as they say. Stop, stop. (laughs) Uh, A brutal finish. Lay on some uh, cliches. Yeah. A brutal finish for Latana Stone from LSU. Like, I mean, she hits the shot on 16. You kind of think it's over. And then, like, it it could only make a collapse if it were, if there were to be a collapse that much more heartbreaking. And she just sort of lost, lost it, lost the ability to chip. Her chips were not great up to 17. It was a hard one. And certainly the one on 18 was kind of hammered through past the hole. Um, Kind of felt horrible for her. But that's like, that's what this event's doing. Like Amari Avery had a bunch of run. Ingrid Lindblad went, uh, you know, I Rachel Keane went low in the people, start. Like, people these are Rose, names. Rose Zhang, yeah. Rose Zhang had, had that awful finish last year on yeah. the back nine. Yeah. You know, disastrous black ni- back nine last year. It's a, you know, this is the thing. You could see the enormity of winning at Augusta National and what it means. And, yeah. and you know, Davis didn't really talk like it meant that much. Maybe she was shell shocked a little bit. All of a sudden, she was you know in Butler Cabin with Fred Ridley. You know, probably a little. I would think. But if she, if everything's true about like how little she knew about the event, how yeah. little she knew about Augusta National. Yeah, I, I'm just gonna say this. It might be kind of weird being in there with Fred Ridley. Like, if you if <laughs> you're not doing? like yeah. like what what is this? What like, am this I in is this such room? a weird ceremony. I mean, it's like a TV studio essentially, yeah. right? It's probably like pretty going in here. Yeah. And, yeah. Like so, I I think it, I loved her golf swing. It really reminded me of Lefty. Akshay Batia. Yeah. Um. I don't know if they. If I I would love to see that like Overlaid. split like because yeah. like immediately. When I saw saw her swing on uh, on Saturday, I was like, "Wow, that looks just like Akshay." Um, it, and a beautiful golf swing, and and obviously uber talented, sixteen year old. And um, yeah, I I mean, I don't know what else you could say. It's going to be exciting to watch her play more. She came in as the hundredth ranked player in the Wagger. Yeah. Um, I don't really buy that. That's a great ranking system i think it's kind of what they have um but you know she won the junior pgas so has she's got game and yeah. she's 16 right. so that's right. i think that's the real exciting thing for me is that like sometimes i um expectations i think this is something that's really important to remember with golf and in Colin Morikawa was super exciting. He's won two majors, but at the same time, he's he's 24. He, when he, he when he turned pro, he was 23. Yeah. Jennifer Kupcho wins this thing, but she was 23. She's this girl's older. 16. Yeah. She's seven years younger. And I do think, in a way, um, I think the NIL thing is probably a benefit here because, like, like she's obviously got a ton of star power now. Potentially, we just talked about what Augusta National can do, but like the NIL sort of lets you kind of walk that middle path a little bit instead of, I mean, we've seen a lot of girls and women turn pro. That's uh, that side of the game has seen, you know, women succeed at 17 when well, Lydia about, Ko and turn pro too early think, in think some about instances, but the NIL kind of obviates that. Who would you say since Annika Sorenstam and Ochoa after Ochoa have been the biggest stars in women's golf? Lydia Ko and Michelle. Wee. Yeah. Right. Both of them Teenage. turn pro yeah. very young. Right. Like that's the that's what's so different about the women's game than the men's game. Right. Is like stars are born early. Right. And this is an opportunity potentially for us for a star to be and it's been rare for us to have an American star right. born early. Right. I would say like yeah, so I, I mean, maybe the NIL, like the, her ability to maybe cash in or, or make a living off that star power or some earnings off that star power. We saw Rosane has signed a deal with Callaway. Rachel Heck has some. Maybe that sort of, and I'm not even talking about Anna Davis specifically, but any other future winners that kind of get shot to superstardom by winning at Augusta National, you might get to see them more in college and things like that or, or not turn pro too soon to the point where their career is sort of negatively impacted by turning pro too soon so um yeah i mean that's one of the things i think the nal 
can do and and just specifically for golf and I don't know I have no clue what the numbers are for somebody like you know Rosang or or Rachel Hack but the you know the idea of being able to not have to turn pro yeah and feel like you have to go make money is is because you can make money you know a considerable amount of money yeah. doing that yeah and and go to college and live a normal life um, is is a really interesting aspect. And again, this goes back to the point I was talking about earlier: is that the power of this Augusta Women's? Yeah, you know, like yeah. So it can bring so much cash and money into the women's game through sponsorships and just you know, like Ingrid Lindblad is a great example like she's very recognizable because she's been a factor in this multiple years a couple times yeah like i know who she is and right. i can't say right. that about a ton you know and i watch golf really closely you know women's college golf women's amateur events aren't on tv no no like we get the east lake cup and we get the ncaa's and we're starting to get some more men's college golf but we do not get a lot of women's college golf yeah and we get you know it, it's it gives you an opportunity. I was like really excited to watch Amari Avery. Yeah. Yeah. She's, uh, that's another thing. Like seems like college golf is benefiting her in a big way. When I talked to her and her dad and like sat down with them for a couple hours, it was like, whatever, 2020, August. Three years ago. Yeah. The U.S. Women's Am, she'd made match play, right? And I was, and I was like, so you, I, I essentially told like the conversation, like you made it, like you've made it. Like you were the seven-year-old documentary star that you made it to match play ever at a U.S. Women's Am. I think is like you could say you've made it, right? I mean, when you pop on the screen as seven or eight-year-old, like start stardom, and they made her dad. You know, the dad was just didn't know what he was doing and, and came off as like overbearing. Like the fact that she got to a women's amateur and made the match play is like. You, you made it. You navigated junior golf well enough to get to that stage at least. And now she's like in college golf and seems incredibly dialed in uh, and won twice. And I don't know. It was cool to see her play, obviously. But again, I think that's another aspect where like it seems like their coach, just uh, caddying for her, like it seems like she's getting a lot out of college golf and, and only, I don't know, on a higher trajectory. So um, all right. Anything else from Anwa? course how you I, no no how it's set up do you want to talk about the course a lot of a lot of a lot of chatter about 11 i've heard there's less trees there it's wider but there's some heard. little islands of pine straw but yeah we'll, we'll talk i'm sure about let's a lot say, of let's course. say we can talk more about the golf course on uh on tuesday oh, we're gonna do a Wednesday. full master's preview this is yeah. kind of our weekend reaction show um all right then last but not least certainly not least oh hold on last what? but not least what don't just Steven Elker on the Champions Tour I, when in the Rapsic Scan Rapiscan. Rapiscan Systems Classic. Tell you, man, Steven Elker won by six. He boat raced the field. That's the guy who, you who know, Monday qualified in the Boeing and then made like almost eight. The guy, the guy that couldn't do anything on the PGA, couldn't crack an egg on the now, PGA Tour. Is now dominant. Dominant Clocks. player on the Champions Tour. <laughs> Rapid Scan Systems and Boxing. What a beautiful tour it is up there. Right, That's really all celebrating right. the all-time greats of the game like Stephen Alker. Uh, last but not Time least. to shut it down. <clears throat> News. I think we'll just make Wait, it. we got to talk about the... We haven't even... Oh, you don't have a Valero Texas Open leaderboard. The website is literally <laughs> pgatour.com. It's only Sunday. The tournament just ended. It does not show. So, Mine's showing. All right, so, just popped. I J refreshed. JJ Spawn wins. JJ Spawn wins by two. A stinky event. It's not a good event. We already. I think we've already addressed it. Good for JJ Spawn, it. Yeah, but good for him. You know, he gets he in the gets field. The yeah. Masters. Um, Matt, I was really pulling for, for Matt Jones. I was I was hoping that you were going to have to talk about Matt Jones winning the Valero Texas I mean, Open. It would have been the worst event since the Honda Classic, the last thing he won. Honestly, I think this was what, the worst what event. What is your problem with nothing. the Aussies and Matt Jones? Nothing. You just have it out for the Aussies. I have nothing for Matt Jones. I have nothing against it. I'm just saying the last time he won was like the most forgettable tournament in several years. And I think this one was a contender as well. I, I feel, thought Spawn I feel was bad Canadian. for Bo Hostler. Tough back nine. 
you know? Yeah. Obviously, the last time he almost won, he had the uh, the Poulter. It happened with a Masters berth on the line again. Yeah. With Poulter, he bladed it in the playoff with Poulter into the water. I mean, this Fratelli fell off the pace, huh? Was just someone suggested Fratelli if he won, he might turn down the Masters invite because he'd be worried about sticker shock of the late rentals. He um, talked about the event he most wanted to win. Fratelli. And it was like Why the South African events, which I understand your home country and the Texas Open. It's his home state. It's yeah. new home country. New uh, home. Maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't have anything else to add about the Valero. Straight out. I mean, it's got to be the best performance of a, of a guy that was working PGA Tour Live the week before. <laughs> That's true. T9. Top 10. That's a good. That's that's something Justin Ray should jump on. Is John Rollins or Danny Chops or I don't know. It's any of these I other guys. That Adam? <laughs> finished top ten after has the week that, after. Has anybody other on. than Dylan Fratelli finished top ten the, the week, week after working for PGA Tour Live? Wearing the good, blue PGA Tour Live shirts. That's a good question. Do you have anything else you want to add on Texas Open? I really don't have a lot. I, All the big just, names, Rory's just, garbage. Rory can was I bad. just run down this leaderboard real quick? For, yeah. Because I'm, I'm yeah. sure it wasn't at the top of a lot of people's minds. So yep. JJ Spawn wins. Good for him. You know? Yep. He's he's kind of gone up and down. I thought I watched him play when he was on the on the web.com tour, and I thought he was going to be kind of a machine up on the tour. So maybe this is kind of his him coming back and he's having a good year he was having a good year before this but yep matt jones matt kuchar first time we've heard from him in a while yeah he got a big cake did you see that for 500 starts i think it was 600 500 maybe 500. starts <laughs> give him a big piece of cake like what is that kind of insulting like that just feels like you it, know, was, it was a free cake the though. people who make up things to celebrate in the office and they bring in cake and donuts and you're like I, I i'd rather not have to go you know congregate and talk to people and be awkward i'd rather just not have cake if that means i got to do that and that that feels like the pga tour version you got 500 starts here's your big sheet cake right do you think do you think he tipped the uh the server <laughs> stop <laughs> for telly getting popped now we're on kutcher adam had one so Adam Hadwin, Troy Merritt, Charles Howell III, who, of course, was making his patented late Augusta run. Sure. Bo Hostler, Keegan Bradley, Matthias Schwab, nice young player, Gary Woodland, Brendan Todd, and Fratelli is your top 10. It's, it, it was bad. It, and it was Zach like Johnson, T13. <clears throat> I saw that. It was like that from like Thursday morning on. Like never, never not just Sunday. There was like, it was just bad. It was bad, bad, bad at the AT and T Oaks course in San Antonio. I, you want to know? Uh, this is something that I like stored away in my piggy bank sure. memory. At the beginning of the year, they were like hyping up Zach Johnson on a telecast. No. Yeah, they were talking about how much work he put in. How they be- they all believed this was going to be a big bounce back year for him. And it's just like something I like stored away in my head. I almost tweeted about it. Yeah. Like, yeah. But I stored it away in my head for this moment. You know, T13, first time I've really seen him on yeah, a leaderboard. Yeah, absolutely. He's 128 in the FedEx Cup. He's that close to the 125? Yeah, but this, that's the point. It's not a bounce back year. It wasn't going to be a bounce oh, back Oh, yeah. These yeah. guys, I, you could have told me he was 200. Air. It's like. Oh, he's like, wh- what's the guy going to say at the beginning of the year? I've been, I haven't done anything. I, I'm not working hard. Actually, I, I think I suck. Like, nobody's going to say yeah, that. Yeah, and these, yeah. that's one of the problems with golf announcing is they take the guy's well, they word just gotta, yeah, and they just, yeah. they're just a mouthpiece. Yeah. They gotta oh, it's going to be a big year for Zach Johnson. Really? Can we talk about That's how... I, when, it, when I heard that, I can't remember who said it. I was just sitting there and I was like, really? You think That's what you're going to... It's going to be a big year for Zach Johnson? Look, Maybe it's a big year because he got named Ryder Cup captain, but that's the most relevance he's going to have in the professional game. Can we talk about one of my low-key favorite moments of the year, which we never brought up here, is he got named Ryder Cup captain. 
and it's in Italy. And they went to like Carabas in Palm Beach or something like that. And they're talking about like adjusting, getting ready for the home cooking. Like, what? What? Some <laughs> South Florida swamp like Carabas is like getting you ready for the Rome? And I, I, I don't think it was Carabas. I mean, it's something else or whatever. Maybe an Olive Garden. Yeah. <laughs> And they're tweeting this from the Ryder Cup like account. Like Zach getting ready for Rome prepping. I was like, what? What he's in the swamp. This is ridiculous. All right. Anyways, enough Zach Johnson talk for the Masters week. Um, anything else on the Valero? Can we get off that? Zach's, Zach's back this week. He is. He's defend uh, a former champion, two thousand seven. Um all right. He's a champion. You put the jacket on our Friday guest. champion. Yeah. You, you listen Trevor to that. corrected That was a that. great podcast. I was driving back from the airport at, uh, I, I had to leave to drop my wife and daughter off. I had to leave, We left at four yeah. in the morning. Oh Awful. God. Charleston? Yeah. Charles, driving, we went from Kiowa to Charleston Airport. That's the worst 47 minute drive at four in the morning that I think exists in the world. It's why? It's a two lane road oh, the whole going way. Up John's Island. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, you know, when yeah. you go to the airport early in the morning, you expect yeah. that the time isn't true. Like, it's four, it says 47 minutes the night before, yeah, but it's going to be 30. It's going to be like yeah. 38 yeah. because yeah. we're going to make up time because there's no way. No, that, that took, one was. Full. So, like, I like drove there and back. By the time I got back, it was six. Let me tell you, when I had the top down, I kept trying to take minutes <laughs> off that thing coming down about an hour ago. I was like, nope, it's still 35 minutes away. No, I'm not making, I'm going to try to go 90 in my Mustang so I can get here faster. But, uh, you know, poor, anyways. Poor Will Knights is out in the middle of the first leg of that drive going to pick up. He's got a, a heat and a roof. Yeah, uh, teammate number four is coming into the dratty cabin into Columbia late, and, and Will had to go up there to get him. All right, we had to record. Yeah, let's go. Tigers on the ground at the Masters. We will. We're going to have eighteen podcasts this week. We're going to talk a lot of Masters Tuesday. We'll do the full preview. Get into. You're going to be out at, uh, on their on property throughout the week. I'll be over there a, a day or two, a couple days, maybe all five. Who knows? Um, so we'll see the course. We'll talk much more about the course. Uh, but the big thing here Sunday night is Tiger Woods has arrived. He is hitting balls. He is Billy Boy is there to greet him. He's the first Billy Boy is of course the one to comment first how, and how foremost. Is that? It's unbelievable. This is such a bit we started and thought it would die the next week, and he just keeps. I want to talk less about Billy Horsch. I want to, but he pops up everywhere, and he's the first one to comment on how. Tiger was striping it and had the speed and everything. You know what the best is? He went up and gave him the big hug, and then he just like awkwardly stood there. On his bag, on the yeah. monster bag. Yeah. I, go if, away. I, if I was Joey, I'd be like, get the, get the hell out of here. Don't, <laughs> don't touch this man's oh, bag. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Anyways, so, so he's hitting balls. Billy Boy is assessing his form. Uh, is he going to play? It says it's a game time decision. He tweeted that. Sunday morning, and everybody kind of got their commentary in on that. Uh, I, I've seen sort of amusing conspiracy theories that this is a pip play to draw it out. Like you get a couple more days of, I don't know, speculation and will he, won't he? He can tweet a thing here or there, or more of the photos kind of pop more as their curiosity and intrigue about the whether he'll play or not. I, I don't know. There's, there's all sorts of things. But I, I was like this morning, I was like, well, I kept swinging back and forth. It was like, he wouldn't be at Augusta if he wasn't going to play. He wouldn't actually go. But, like, he also, like, if he was going to play for sure, he's, he would have put his name, like, he would be in the field. And I, I think, think he's, guess he's in the field. I think he's going to play, right? Seems yeah. Like he's gonna play. I just, I can't see him he got this coming far. all the way up here. Yeah. He's walking. He's playing Sunday practice rounds. Did the back second nine, I should say, uh, today, Sunday night. Which had to be just kind of spiritual out there. I, I love the whole Sunday night scene, you know. Um, and it seems like he's going to play. It would be amazing, right? I mean, that's not the profound or super insightful. I think he's say. playing. Yeah, we'll like, know more by Tuesday. The nice thing about it is we just have to sit and wait. It's, in, it's incredible. I can't believe he's going to play, right? I mean, I can't believe that we're here at this whole deal. And... and 
72 holes competitive golf maybe 36 hopefully 72 um it's i can't believe he's back we're back i i love he's back i i you know i really like evan priest big fan of evan priest but i love australian rock golf yeah. writer i right. love the tweet of like the flawless didn't miss a shot or something flushing it sh- yeah flushing it didn't miss a shot reminded me of lincoln riley's <laughs> flawless practice just two weeks ago uh, Caleb Williams out there. All right. Uh, anything else on Tiger we need to add? Come on. Everybody's commented on Listen, it. There's I'm, hysteria I'm and hype as there should yeah, be. But, I'm excited. You know. We can talk more as we as we learn more. He's going to have a press conference. <coughs> like, Tuesday morning. Yeah. You're going like, to ask him a question? Yeah, what have you got on there? You, you elbowed your way in for the first question. And everybody's been dying. We haven't heard from him. He hasn't played. I, and you ask him what's his I, favorite I, fruit. <laughs> Wouldn't that be incredible? There's <laughs> 8 million people watching. I, Tiger's going to play the And Andy again. jumps in. Uh, Tiger, first and foremost, what's your favorite fruit? Should ask him what his favorite sandwich is. <laughs> oh, God. See if it- A lot of catnip, literally, from that. All right. Uh, that does it for this Sunday night. Should I ask him, you know, to build build his his dream master's menu uh from with ten dollars tell me walk me through what you buy through what you'd buy at the master's how much can menu. you eat <laughs> what's your favorite thing in the merch tent this year what do you got new 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 releases all right uh enjoy everybody enjoy their mondays we'll be here at the dratty cabin all week we'll be back what do we say? Tuesday night, late, probably release Wednesday morning preview. Yeah, kind unless of thing. something happens, who knows? Maybe we'll maybe pop we out. Pop on. Maybe I, we've been hot. Maybe we'll do a whole DFS show. Just us <laughs> dry, we'll dry, going through all the names. We've been hot. Uh, we could go through all the names and say why they won't win. I did yeah. that article. Dark Horse Sleeper. Oh, that's right. That's right. We could do that again. Uh, yeah, we'll be on, you know, pop it on maybe an Instagram live. Tons of there. articles on the fried egg. We're going to be, be pumping out stuff good stuff not just hopefully hopefully not drek but i mean you know that you guys be the judge i won't say it's good or bad but you know hopefully something that entertains or enlightens or informs so we'll be writing at the fried egg we'll be doing instagram posts here and there uh and obviously podcasts both on the friday and shotgun start throughout the week from the dratty cabin all right everybody enjoy your mondays pumped to be back with you thank you guys for your continued support and uh looking forward to a great week 